Welcome to Confronting Christian Culture, a podcast where we address the issues found in old lessons and expectations. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Confronting Christian Culture. I'm your host, Jory Tobias, and today I'm joined with Kate, who is a teacher at a cyber charter school. Say hi, Kate. Hello. Uh, So, Kate, what are we looking at this week? We are talking about tattoos. Ooh. Uh, now, Kate, uh, you know, I, you have, you want to talk about tattoos, so I'm going to assume you have a tattoo. I Is do. That, all I right. just got my first one back in July. All right. I, yeah, I've, I also have one. I got one 2018, I want to say, like July 2018. Uh, but what does yours say? Do you have a symbol? Like, does it have a meaning behind it? Yeah, it does. So um, I got the words love never fails. Um, it was a tribute to my mom who passed away five years ago um, due to breast cancer. And my sister and I got matching tattoos in her handwriting of the words love never, never fails because we found uh, a paper in her Bible that had that written on it. And it just kind of seemed like the right choice as far as what we wanted to get to honor her. Um, We had taken a long time to figure out what we wanted to do. Uh, We had thought about doing her initials or like her favorite flower, which was an iris. But whenever we saw that paper, we knew that that was probably the best representation of, you know, who she was as a person and something that we also just wanted to be reminded of on a day-to-day basis because, you know, love never fails. And it just seemed like the right choice. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Um, now, did you grow up like around tattoos? Did you grow up like tell like what is your history with tattoos? So I grew up being told mostly by my grandmother, which is my mom's mom, that tattoos were not a thing that I should ever get. Um, she, I was basically told that you know they're not a Christian thing to do because you know your body's a temple and you know, you're not supposed to alter your body because God didn't put that there. And that was kind of the general message that I was given. Um, But I didn't really know anybody growing up, especially that that had any tattoos. And if I did, I was kind of taught to be like, oh, why did you get that? You know, that's not what God wanted you to do with your body. Um, But I think as I grew up, I started to see that it was becoming a little more commonplace and it wasn't becoming as controversial of a topic, um, especially when it comes to like employment and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was something that over time changed. Um, But initially my my thought process was, you know, what I was taught by people in my family, which is that you shouldn't ever do that. Yeah, Uh, that's very similar to mine. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of the first person that I know that had a tattoo and it might actually be my brother uh back when i was in high school i want to say he was just out of high school he decided to get a tattoo of a cross on his right shoulder or like right right arm like right below the shoulder and i remember he wanted me to design it and he didn't wait because then it he like got it he like drew it himself and it was like this really wonky looking cross uh he later got it like professionally like designed and and done thankfully and covered up um but i yeah i think that's the first tattoo that i know of 
Uh, but I, I learned very similar stuff. The, the body is a temple. And I was always told that the Bible says you should not get tattoos. Yeah, I was told that there was, you know, definitive proof within the Bible that that was something you weren't allowed to do. But I mean, I was kind of too lazy to check. <laughs> so I just kind of went along with it. I mean, anybody who knows me knows that I was a very easygoing and chill child. So like, I would just be like, yeah, okay, whatever you say. So I didn't really do my own digging until I got to be older. Mm -hmm. Because I and I only did that digging because I was starting to think about getting one for myself. And I was like, well, what, what does the Bible say about this? Like, am I going to be, you know, condemned because of this? Um, is there any actual truth to what I've been told all these years? Because I've never actually seen that that proved for myself. Yeah. Well, okay. So now I want to take a big leap and say that you don't think you're condemned to hell because you got a tattoo. <laughs> no, I do not believe that. <laughs> not one bit. Um, I probably would not have gotten one if I did that. Um, yeah, my, my thoughts had definitely changed once I actually did my own, my own research. Yeah. What, what did you find in your research? So, I mean, I did a lot of Googling, to be honest. I mean, I did, I, I did that, actually dig out my Bible. <laughs> but that's I where all research begins. To kind of see where even to start. I mean, because, I mean, there's so much stuff in the Bible. But, I mean, I think the one that came up the most that people said, like, oh, you should really consider this particular verse was probably um, in Leviticus. <laughs> of course. Where, which, I mean, if anybody knows Leviticus, there's a lot of outdated things in Leviticus. And I'm like, at the time it made sense, maybe not so much anymore. Um, and so that's the one where, I mean, it talks about, you know, not tattooing any marks on yourself. But when I was doing the research for that particular verse, um, sometimes the word tattoo wasn't the one that they used, depending on the translation. <clears throat> because, I mean, technically the word for tattoo didn't even like make its way into the English language until like the late 1700s. So there really wasn't a word for that back then. It was mostly them, you know, talking about those, the act of giving yourself a tattoo in the context of pagan religious rituals and, you know, how we're supposed to be set apart from other religious practices and, you know, like pagan worship and sorcery. And so the tattoo, if your tattoo were to be an expression of witchcraft or idolatry or pagan symbolism, then like it might be prob problematic, but you know, if it's, it's not forbidding all expressions of tattoos. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty much what I've come to understand, especially with the Leviticus passage. Um, because Leviticus, man, just, <laughs> Leviticus. I gotta, I gotta say like Leviticus it has some really good stuff in it. But it is an ancient law code that really had a, it had a great purpose back when it was written. Nowadays, yeah. it, we have updated laws. We have updated understand. We have a better, I think, vocabulary to express ourselves um, in certain ways uh, compared to others. But like, I feel like Leviticus. If you want to adhere to Leviticus law then you got to adhere to all of it. And nobody wants to do that. Nobody. <laughs> like, I mean, that's... there's other things in there that just are not possible with the way things are today. I mean, the whole like mixing of different kinds of cloth and like that kind of stuff. Like there, I don't know that there's a single 
you know, person that that's their, their, their thing that they're gonna, they're hill to die on, so to speak, like that they're going to be like, I can only wear clothes <laughs> that are one type of cloth. Um, there's a lot of things that are in there like that, that are just very outdated um, for the, the world that we currently live in. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they, not all of them were necessarily wrong and so to speak, but like they are not possible to adhere to in the day and age that we live in. Yeah. And, and I also always like to remind people is that whenever they really bring up Leviticus, I'm like, yeah, that was the law code for the ancient Hebrew people. You're not an ancient Hebrew person. So stop it. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, we're not going to try and stone somebody. Like, that's not a thing that we do anymore. No, thankfully it is not. In, in this day and age in America, we don't do that, nor do we condone it. But mm-hmm. I do know in some places in the world that still does happen, which is terrible. That's problematic. That is, that is terrible. But away from that for a second, what you also, like, what other, did you ever learn of any other, like, rules around tattooing? Because I know I learned, like, a few others. But it was, like, tattooing was always kind of, like, shoved in there as like a all this also refers to tattoos but it like never really talked about it i think you know even like while i was doing this research even on the the pages that i found that had said okay maybe it's not forbidden but they always had these like well you need to consider you know what you're putting on your body like is it is it something that's going to be helpful (laughs) or hurtful kind of thing? Um, You know, is it, you know, even though it's technically lawful, like, is it helpful? Mm -hmm. Is it going to build other people up? Is it going to build you up? Like that kind of thing, almost kind of like, you know, how we are supposed to think about speaking to other people too. Um, But those were really the only rules that I saw as far as Christians when I did my actual research, other than the fact that like, you just shouldn't have them. Um, Just that you should be choosing something that is honoring to God and you know, your, your relationship with him. Yeah. Whenever you said uh, it it has to be helpful. My first thought was, (laughs) so I should get a converting table of Celsius and Fahrenheit because that's something I look up all the time. That would be so (laughs) helpful. Exactly. <laughs> uh, especially when you watch Great British Baking Show. Because when they talk about Celsius, I'm like, I I don't know. Is that hot? It, that might be. 30 degrees? That sounds great to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know I heard that all the time. Like, you have to, uh, what is it? Uh, everything is permissible, but not beneficial. Uh, body is, your body is a temple. I heard that all the yeah. time. But I found that to be, I, as I've gotten older, I found that to be even weirder um, and easily. And like, cause I feel like body is a temple you can use. That's like such an umbrella passage for like a bunch yeah. of things that could be used for smoking, for drinking, for eating unhealthy, for eating certain types of food. Honestly, that could be used for like medication. Yeah. Like I mean, uh, you think that you could do too much of. Yeah, anything which pretty much be applied. Yeah. Which is anything. It's anything. 
I, I was even trying to think of like, because I, I thought about the Leviticus passage and it talks about like, you know, no marking on you and then the body is a temple, keeping it holy. And I'm like, you know what? I am sure that there is somebody out there who has used these passages to be like, see, this is why vaccines shouldn't be used because you're <laughs> I mean, marking it, your you body. Twist, you can twist a lot of the Bible to, you know, back up some pretty crazy beliefs Yes. Um, if you take it out of context enough. And yep. I think that that's what I was trying to really research is like the context of those verses to really see if that's what the true meaning of them was. Because I see stuff like that all the time where I'm like, you know, people get, I, I knew someone in college who got Jeremiah 29 11 uh, written like on their, as a tattoo on their body. But I was like, that one is one of the most misused ones, like with the context surrounding Jeremiah 29 11 is not what people use it for, for the most part. So that's, that was one of the ones that I, once I saw that that was not as true as people thought it was based on the context, I was like, okay, now I need to go into these other verses talking about tattooing and changing your body and glorifying your body, you know, to figure out if this is actually what they're saying. Yeah. No, I, I think you're researching into like the passages. I think that's, it's, it's necessary. It's necessary. And it's what we should do anyways. <laughs> like, I yeah, feel like. I mean, I think that should be the bare minimum. Yeah. You would yeah. think. Yeah, you would. You would think that. <laughs> I mean, there was another one that I found. Um, I think it was first Peter. And it was saying like, you know, that your beauty should not come from like outward adornment. And like, that one was another one that I feel like I remember growing up. Cause like, I feel like that was a verse I was kind of referenced a lot with my grandmother. Um, because she would also say like, God didn't put those marks on my body. So like, why would I want to put them on myself? And like, God didn't make my body this way. And you shouldn't have your beauty be because of these outward, you know, adornments. And it even talks about like, not wearing like gold jewelry or like fine clothes and stuff. And I'm like, okay, so let me ask you this then grandma, like, what about those earrings? God did not put holes in your ears. Is that okay? Why is that okay? And it, honestly, it just kind of comes down to, you know, the stigma surrounding either one of them. One became more commonplace than mm -hmm. the other. And so one became deemed okay and one didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that what you're thinking, I, I'm pretty sure it's first Timothy two verse nine. Uh, or I'm maybe may first Peter, I think. Okay, well, it's pro probably in both because that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Bible is incredibly redundant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I was, I'm trying to think. I heard that one too. I just don't know who told me that one, but yeah, like that was the first thought I thought of. Was like, oh, so any any jewelry shouldn't be worn. So and like this is really terrible. Nice clothes. Yeah elaborate hairstyles like any of these outward you know that was beauty. braided hair that was one of the things yeah. in it it's like no braided hair i was like oh and we just annie and i just finished watching uh and and with an e on netflix okay and the entire time she has braided hair so i'm just like oh and that sinner <laughs> <laughs> that sinner and <laughs> i think you i think your research is is accurate it's very much that the the Leviticus verse particularly is very much focused completely on like old ancient Canaanite and Egyptian practices of cutting oneself and ta and marking oneself 
particularly for worshiping their gods or uh, honoring, quote unquote, honoring the dead, but it was more of a ritual practice for when you lost somebody. So it's not like, like your tattoo of like in memory of your mom i've seen some stuff people being like if you're getting something in memory of somebody you gotta think are you doing it for them or are you doing it for jesus and i'm like <laughs> oh this is bad <laughs> you yeah, know i mean the the real reason why i got it was not necessarily like you know part of it is to honor my mom but also like i know my mom probably wouldn't have wanted me to get one anyway but um it was more so you know me and my sister wanted to do something together we wanted to have this you know experience together because neither one of us had had a tattoo before and so it was kind of a new experience for both of us um and i feel like it was more even more than about just whose handwriting it was i think it was also about the message that it conveyed too which was a biblical truth so i mean we really felt that you know, Love Never Fails was a very good, you know, depiction of who our mom was. I mean, she loved us very well, but she also loved every person that she came in contact with. Um, and I just felt like that would be a really great reminder on a day-to-day -day basis to have, you know, Love Never Fails. And especially with like everything going on in the world, like sometimes I need that, <laughs> that reminder of like, love is still present, love never fails, love, you know, triumphs over evil, like all of these things that are kind of hard to remember when things are not going great. Mm -hmm. So I felt like that was kind of the the reason behind it. Um, and also just the fact that like, because it wasn't like, you know, her initials or, you know, something that had like a really obvious connection to her, it could be something that was just for me and my sister, you know, like you could look at it as a stranger and not know what it was, you know, that it wasn't connected to a person. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of our own secret meaning for it that you couldn't tell by just looking at it. Yeah. That's honestly the, like the, the more I'm hearing about that tattoo, I'm just like, that's a beautiful tattoo. <laughs> that's such like you guys, I think you guys were the, you guys picked like the perfect thing. Like that was so good. <laughs> oh, we, I mean, we really, it took months to find something that one we both liked because me and my sister are very different people mm. um she is 18 so she's you know seven years younger than me <laughs> um i'm very much a you know rule follower straight laced like very obedient child my sister is not necessarily disobedient but she's kind of like she's the youngest of the family so she's like our our wild child mm -hmm. so to speak so we have very different tastes in things and the fact that we both saw it and were like that has to be it was like a huge deal because you know it was something that we both wanted but we wanted to make sure we were both on the same page about it um and we had tried so many other ideas that just yeah. hadn't landed the same way um and i think the biggest hurdle was when she showed our grandmother <laughs> I mean, we told her, I wasn't there for it. This is actually this past weekend. So it was like really recent, <laughs> um, which it was very good timing so that I could do this topic and not have to worry about her finding out through the internet. Um, <laughs> does does but, your grandmother listen to my podcast very often? <laughs> no, and she technically doesn't even have internet, but you'd be surprised how, how many things I'll post on like Facebook and then I'll get a call the next day about it from her. And I'm like, how do you 
know that I did this. Um, She has her spies everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, There are other members of our family that have social media that she talks to pretty frequently. So if they see something, they usually tell her about it. Um, And so, you know, she, we went, my, my sister and my dad and my stepmom and my brother, they went up on Saturday to, you know, do a nice little birthday thing for my grandpa um, who turned 80 and they, my sister had warned me ahead of time, like, I'm not wearing something that's going to cover it. So you'll probably be hearing from her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was like, wow, okay, you're really outing us here. The pandemic made it really easy for us to not tell her because we hadn't seen them for months. Um, And so, you know, she showed it to her and she was like, didn't even know what to make of it. She was kind of, you know, just reeling. Um, and so she thought it was fake at one point. <laughs> she was like, no, it's real. Surely um, you don't hate me enough to get a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, that's not real. Like she just didn't think it was real. Um, and so it, there wasn't a lot of discussion about it. Cause I think she didn't fully understand, like we had gotten a tattoo. Um, she actually didn't even remember my sister telling her that I also had one. <laughs> So there was that aspect of it too. But I did get a call from her then on Sunday where we, cause we talk every weekend and she was like, she showed me the tattoo and she was actually like, she had had like a day to really think about it. And mm-hmm. I think like it, it went surprisingly very well. I was like very surprised <laughs> that it went as well as it did. She basically said, you know, I know them from a different generation and, you know, I, I would never get a tattoo and that's something that not everybody's going to agree with and they're going to make different decisions and that's okay. You know, and that she didn't think of me any differently for getting one. And I think she, I think the fact that it was a biblical thing probably helped. Um, But then, but she was super cute. And she said that, you know, it's a good thing you got love number fails because you know, my love for you will never fail, despite if you make decisions that are different than what I would do. And I was like, oh, (laughs) didn't expect that. But she, you know, she helped me get that off my chest. And it it felt like kind of a weight was lifted. And that was, I was surprising. I was surprised that she was accepting, as accepting as she was. That's good. I mean, it's it's great that she was accepting as she was like that's that it's it's always sad that we're like surprised when our family <laughs> is like i'll still love you you're like oh thank goodness that's a, that's a terrifying thing but yeah. it is good that they are still that she that she is accepting as as she is yeah i think I, one of the things that she had said that i think aids in the fact that she is okay with it is the fact that she had said that you know, if I alienated myself from any person that made a different decision for me, I'd be by myself. Like, mm. you know, and as Christians, we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to go out into the world and reach all people and love all people that maybe don't believe the same things that we do or make the same decisions that we do. Um, and not that I thought that that wasn't something that she was capable of understanding, but, you know, it was nice to hear that, you know, she accepts the fact that she is from a different generation that has these, you know, preconceived notions of how things are supposed to be because of how her life shaped her. Um, and that she's willing to 
to kind of bridge the gap between people who may not believe the same things. Yeah. That's, that's great. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I love hearing those stories. That's 2020 has been terrible. Like it's, it's nice to hear these like yeah. loving, accepting stories. Uh, my, my, uh, I'm trying to think I have my ear pierced and I have a tattoo. Uh, and in my family, when I was growing up, we were told if a guy, if one of the boys wanted to get their ear pierced, they would just be wearing a dress, which is just like, it's not, it's, that's not good. It's not a good thing to say, no. dad, not, but my older brother went to get his, told my dad he was going to get his ear pierced. And the pastor said he would also get his ear pierced at which point my dad then said i'll get my ear pierced because he was trying to like out chicken the pastor but the pastor did it and so since then i feel like my dad like got a lot more lax with ear uh earrings uh and then my older brother got a tattoo first and it was a biblical one and then he got a second one to cover up the first one and then he got a third (laughs) one on the other arm which is the alpha and omega so his his have all been very biblical uh except for his i think last one which is just the the our family name across his back in like big old english font (laughs) which we always joke and be like it's in case he forgets (laughs) (laughs) um heel if you're listening to this i'm sorry but uh i also have one i got a i don't have as as uh beautiful as a story as you do uh, of my tattoo (laughs) um a couple of friends uh nick and ethan both who have been on the podcast before both uh, we we all grew up uh going to the same high going to the same middle school and high school uh i actually know ethan from i think like third or fourth grade maybe even earlier might be second grade that i know ethan from but we like bonded really well in high school we all three have become pastors since then and all three of us have like figured out that corporate worship isn't what we want to continue in in our careers so we're like all right we're still pastors but we're like how else can we be pastors in the year 2020 um and so kind of to symbolize this bond between us we all three have a pirate ship somewhere on our persons uh i think one has it on their arm one has it on their shoulder i have mine on the center of my back uh which i would encourage if somebody wants to get a tattoo don't get that one first it hurts very badly (laughs) Uh, that was a uh, that one i know that and like the the top of your foot are like the two worst places Basically, anywhere there's a bone is probably not ideal. I mean, my sister got hers closer to her hand on her wrist, and mm-hmm. hers definitely hurt more than mine did, because mine's it's on my forearm, forearm, but it's on, the like, the fleshy part of my forearm. It only started to get kind of a little bit painful once it started to get closer to my elbow, um, but for the most part, mine hurt a lot less than hers did, because, you know, she was basically right on her wrist bone. <laughs> Yeah. Well, fingers, fingers. I would never do fingers. That no. sounds like it would hurt a lot. Anywhere on my feet, that sounds like it would hurt a lot. But fleshy parts are better, apparently, for pain. That makes sense. That that makes sense. But like, I, 
our our tattoo is not uh, the tattoo we all three have is not nearly as like as such a beautiful story as yours <laughs> so i'm like oh all right well mine's not biblical and mine isn't too okay I think, I think that's okay though i mean that's that's the thing that we're all kind of realizing is that you know there was this this cultural this cultural acceptance of the fact that people were like oh if you had a tattoo you were probably like someone who you know was a sexual person or like you know you were someone who's been to jail like the, like just these apparently nefarious types um that those are the only reasons you would ever get a tattoo is because you know you have these affiliations and i think we're starting to realize like no like we have you know midwestern moms and like <laughs> you know nurses and like all these di- like teachers i'm a teacher that was not always a, a thing that was allowed but now we have teachers that have like full sleeves and it's fine um but i think we're becoming a more you know culturally accepting society when it comes to tattoos about getting rid of that stigma mm-hmm. and so it, it, it honest it almost doesn't matter what it's up i mean I, I specifically knew that I would never get anything that was super vulgar because I work with children. So yeah. that's not really allowed. But, you know, there are people who get all sorts of things on their body. And I think another rule, now that I'm thinking about it, that I was kind of told was like, don't get anything that you're going to regret. Yeah. Like it is on your body forever. So you need to make sure that it's not going to be, you know, something that in a few years you're going to be like, oh, why did I get that? That was so dumb. Like, people, like they were like, don't get like Tinkerbell on your body. Like, you may love Disney now, but you won't, maybe not always will love uh, Disney or, you know, your, your boyfriend's name. Probably not a great idea. <laughs> Just because what if you break up and then you have this person's name on your body forever? Like, that was kind of the, the, the rule of like if you are going to do this make sure it's something that you're going to be okay with for the rest of your life because the alternative is getting rid of it and it's really painful process um and so that was the other reason why it took me as long as it did to really come up with a a idea for this tattoo is like i'm incredibly indecisive like i took forever to come up with something that like i really was hundred percent certain that I was going to be okay having this on my body for the rest of my life and whenever I saw this I was like nothing is going to change this like love is never going to fail and my my relationship with my mother is not going to change from here on out so that's not something I could ever see myself regretting yeah yeah I don't think I have I just, I didn't, I, I, I did, I do remember hearing the, like, don't get something you'll regret because it's going to be on your body forever. And I, I always thought that the putting someone's name was just so weird. I, I always thought that was weird. I, I do like sometimes, like, scrolling through Facebook or scrolling through Pinterest and, like, seeing, like, failed tattoos and it's, like, it has a person's name, then it's X'd out, then it's another person's name underneath, then it's X'd out. I'm like, why? I mean, that's just a perfect example that we never learn from our mistakes, anyways. But <laughs> like, no, no regrets. But regrets is spelled R A G instead of R E G. Yeah, regrets. No regrets. Regrets. Exactly. Regrets. Yeah. No, really, you don't have one regret. Man, if you don't have one regret, I there are day there are days I don't have any regrets, 
because I think like, oh, but that what brought me here. But then other days I'm like, no, I regret everything, everything in my <laughs> life, every single action. I regret it. That except marrying you, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I always think back to like the, your body is a temple uh, analogy and passage. And I am always like, you know what? That does make a lot of sense why like we've been so anti-tattoo for so long, especially if we're like from a Protestant area because the Protestant like whitewash walls thing yeah that does seem like the oh it's so pure it's so it's so empty uh especially some churches nowadays are just empty of people as well um but like if you look at catholic churches if you look at synagogues if you look at orthodox churches if you look at any other like temples in the world holy doesn't mean like bare it means set apart. It means something, it's set aside as something special. So yeah, I may, I think of my tattoo now as like, yeah, I'm decorating my temple. Mm-hmm. I'm decorating it with the personality God gave me to, to show off who I am to the outside world. Like I don't, I, I've, I've gone from as a kid being like, I'm never going to get a tattoo. I'm never going to get a piercing. I'll never drink. I'll never smoke. I'm going to be the perfect person because I have to be. (laughs) I put a lot of stress on myself as a child. That was terrible to me. But (laughs) I've gone like from that to be like, you know what? I, I smoke a pipe. I smoke hookah. I drink whiskey and beer and I have a tattoo and a gauge. Like, eight-year-old me would be terrified for my my soul and I look at my eight-year-old self and say kid just relax (laughs) take a breath yeah I think like for me personally whenever you said like about the different uh temples and like places of worship that just are just these fantastical buildings like uh not this past summer obviously because of the pandemic but the summer before that I did actually get a chance to go to Europe for like 12 days and some of the most amazing architecture that I saw over there was these amazing churches like they are so much bigger and more intricate like for how big they are I'm like how did you not run out of ideas of what to cover this with because like there's just so much detail in these buildings and they were absolutely beautiful and they had these like ridiculously tall stained glass windows and like these really high ceilings and you know it wasn't a kind of church that I would typically worship in and we didn't go there to worship we just literally went there to look at it but you know that's if I want to if I were to be a church that's what I would want to look like I mean that was it was gorgeous and so I, I definitely like that I that imagery of like you know decorating the temple and like making it look nice like that that's something that I could see myself doing more of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if people are like, yes, but that's not the, the, the temple of Solomon. Well, the inside of temple of Solomon was like gold plated with images of a garden. So yes, it was super decorated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I absolutely love those churches and I would mm -hmm. love to look like those churches. Oh, I know. (laughs) Did it break your heart whenever Notre Dame was on fire a bit? 
So I actually, that happened, when, when did that happen, that fire? I think it was the spring of 2019. So it actually happened like right before I was there. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I went in June um, and I rem- we did go because I went to Paris while I was over there. It was one of the three cities I went to. I went to Brussels and Belgium, Amsterdam, and I also went to Paris. Um, and so when I was in Paris, we did go to no- the Notre Dame, but it obviously you couldn't go inside of it because it's like they're trying to rebuild it. Yeah. Um, but they... Uh, they had like all these walls up so you couldn't even really see the outside of it um but i think i remember hearing somewhere while we were there that they had just started at that point in june not necessarily holding services for like just the general public but for like the clergy um so that they were actually still having services in there it was just for a very select few people Mm. um which i was like what's the point but um (laughs) but it was yeah, I was very upset that I was like, I just missed it. Like it happened right before I got there. And that was one of the places that I was really excited to go see. I mean, so much of the architecture over there, like it's just so indicative of the fact that we are such a baby country. Mm-hmm. Like everything over there is so old. Like it's been around for centuries and like America wasn't even a thought. Like <laughs> it was so, everything was so like, it was just grand like everything over there was so grand and I wanted to go back this summer but then the pandemic happened so I couldn't go yeah I got to study for three months in Israel and like things that were like dating to the crusades I was like that's so boring it's so it's like it's only what 1500 years that's so boring I want to see something that's at least 2500 years old (laughs) like (laughs) The crusader things were so boring and then we came back to the states and i was like why is this on a historical thing they're like it's a hundred years old i was like who cares yeah, like, i walked on gravel that was older than that <laughs> this means nothing to me yeah i for for how big a lot of those you know architectural places were you know they just spared no deep they spared no detail like it was it's just every square inch of those places is just completely covered in something beautiful yeah um and i have no idea how they did that because i would have run out of ideas like halfway through i know <laughs> i know it's astounding and and i think about that whenever i see people with like full when i see people with full sleeves i'm like I always want to like look at it because I always find like extra things in their sleeves. I'm like, Ooh, that's so cool. Oh. And then I, and I know like, I would love to get that. I am too much. I, I can't do it. I couldn't sit for that long. I couldn't <laughs> endure that much pain. And I don't think I have enough ideas to cover my arm. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I don't know that I would have enough ideas to cover a large, I mean, it's very indicative of why I got what I got. My tattoo took five minutes maybe like it was i mean it's all one line like it's 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 basically just script and so because it wasn't like fancy fonts or anything and there was no shading involved there was no color involved it really just took five minutes and i was kind of glad it was because even though it wasn't super painful i am a wimp when it comes to pain so like (laughs) the fact that it was like over and done in five minutes was pretty pretty great but um we actually asked him what it would feel like prior to him doing it because we were like neither one of us have had a tattoo like what does it feel like and he goes this won't make sense until I do it but it feels like metal bees okay I can see that and I was like 
you're right. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> and then he did it. And I was like, yeah, it does feel like metal bees. Like it feels like someone like a metal bee is just repeatedly stinging you in a line. And that's what it feels like. And I wouldn't have been able to come up with a better explanation than that, but I was glad that it only took five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I made well, I... my sister go first. <laughs> <laughs> she was the one that was like so dead set on getting this on this tattoo and like she was like I'm gonna go first and I was like you don't have to tell me twice I will watch you do it first and if it's terrible I might back out <laughs> and then you'll just have your tattoo and that's fine <laughs> uh mine took uh, an hour and 45 minutes oh my gosh I would not be able to sit for that long uh I had to sit up straight like straight back because of where it was positioned it does have shading and I would describe the shading like imagine a cat slowly clawing repeatedly. Yeah, because there is some level of sting to a cat scratching you. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's the shading I I really like the the outline did not feel good. It definitely felt like metal bees, but the shading <laughs> I think was the worst and that was just like a small cat's just all along your back scratching you and like continuously after like an hour after about an hour i was like all right i don't feel anything anymore because <laughs> i because my body was like oh nope we're not we're done with this we're done with feeling <laughs> yeah i actually whenever we went to the parlor to get it done we were sitting in like the waiting area um and while he was like you know tracing the thing that we had given him with the handwriting on it and there was a guy sitting next to us in the waiting room and his artist came out and was like, all right, so do we uh, have a plan or are we just doing whatever? And he was like, well, let's do whatever. And he was like, cool, okay. And I was like, how do you do that? How do you just walk into a, a tattoo parlor and be like, I have no plan. Let's just make stuff happen. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, how do you do that? I'm so indecisive. I could never do that. And I actually, I texted my boyfriend that that had happened he was like yeah that's like that's the thing that happens like that's part of tattoo culture it's like there are some people who it's less about you know putting something on their body and more so about like having an artist feature their work on your body and so they're just like do whatever you want like this is your canvas kind of and I was like I could never live that way <laughs> I could never do that yeah I couldn't either that that's I I do plan on getting more tattoos, but I've had these in I uh, like I think the one the the one that I've had in my head for the least amount of time has only been in my head for about 7 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I know I I am very slow at making decisions. <laughs> I've wanted I, to get I a tattoo for that. about 10 years. Same way. I am the same way. And I I mean my sister is the complete opposite. I think it's because she's Gen Z. Um, very impulsive. Um, so she, as soon as we got this one done, like a day later, she was like, so I already have like three more ideas for tattoos I want to get. And I'm like, already? Like, <laughs> this is something that I took several months to be okay with before we did it. Like, I don't know how you're so quick at this. And I have some ideas, but I probably won't get them for a number of years. Like, I wouldn't get them like really close to when I got this one just because I don't need them yet um but yeah she wants like 10 tattoos just like all over her body just in different places a lot some of them are like 
also I think she wanted like a cross for one of them like on her finger or something but you know they're they're little tiny things that she just like I just want this on my body and just a habit and I can't live my life that way (laughs) I have to have a plan I'm a planner I like you know taking my time with my decisions that's not how I can do that yeah I think I know my my youngest brother. He he has he has a plan for another tattoo. I know he just like got one not too long ago. Um but his his plan for his next tattoo is uh my nephew who passed away a couple years ago who he was only 2. He couldn't say my younger brother's name. He called him Wawa as in like water. Uh <laughs> And so my brother actually, like, he has a recording of my nephew saying this. And so he's taken it and, like, taken it onto his computer and found, like, the, the audio clip of it. Yeah, and he's like the, get, the up and down. Yeah, the, the vocal range. And he's going to have that tattooed on him. That's so cool. Yeah, I was like, that's so, oh, it's awesome. I don't have anything like that. So <laughs> I won't get anything. But that's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen people who've gotten, like, you know, audio recordings like that. I've seen people have, like, jewelry made with with the audio mm-hmm. shape of the two where you could actually scan it with an app and then it would, like, bring up the audio, which I thought was really cool. I saw somebody who had a barcode. And I always wondered, like, what the barcode was for. Like, if you scan it, is it going to say, like, bananas? Like, like, I re- <laughs> like, I really hope so. I really, I really hope, hope it's something, like, was. mundane. Or like a QR code, like (laughs) just get a QR code on your body and it like brings up a website or something. If you, and now that's, that would be next level marketing of like, if you have your own like professional website and you're like, I'm just going to get tattooed on me. So when people take pictures of me, they're going to, it's going to immediately take them to my website. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's definitely, um, that that's next level. Yeah. That would be taking it a bit too far, I would say. I would never do that, but the that's hilarious. Dude. But honestly, I can already hear people, if somebody, I'm sure somebody's already done it. I'm sure there's already people out there who have like QR codes oh, or bar, sure. like I know people already have those, but like during some research stuff, I found that like some people are like tattoos, those are actually, and no matter what your tattoo is, it's secretly the mark of the beast. Oh no. Of course it is. Of course you have to bring revelation into it. I actually, one of the, I did want to pick your brain about this. One of the the verses that I came across when I was doing my research was a, a verse from Revelation where somebody made the case that Jesus has a tattoo. Oh, <laughs> I know what the, I, uh, I, I believe to... it was Revelation 1916 (laughs) and I think it's like you know that on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written and it says king of kings and lord of lords and I was like it sounds like Jesus has a tattoo of his own name on his thigh am I wrong for thinking that let's see I'm I'm pulling it up because I want (laughs) to let's see what uh revelation 19 what 1916. 16. On his robe and on his thigh, he has his name written, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. It, it's, it very much sounds like he has a tattoo of his own oh, name yeah. on his thigh. 
Well, there you go, everyone. Jesus had tattoos. Well, he or he will have a tattoo. Slash in, does, in the end times, he will, will always have, has always have, is always having, and ha- and will have always a tattoo. Because <laughs> when you talk about God, you have to talk about him in the past, present, and future. <laughs> yeah, and like, I mean, it's it's not only Jesus, but it's also God and the Holy Spirit. They all have a tattoo. Yeah. They're all the same person. <laughs> so, so God has a group also unique tattoo. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to get flagged by somebody as like, they're like, here's a heretic. <laughs> this is sacrilegious. I, How I dare you say I... that Jesus has a tattoo? Well, it says that he's marked. So, you know, it's, or something's it's written hard. on him. Uh... <laughs> but I was like, that was, that was the craziest thing that I came across when I was doing my research. Is I was like, Oh, Jesus has one. That's cool. Yeah, it's like, fine now. I'm good. <laughs> I'm supposed to be more Christ-like. Christ has a tattoo. Like, <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> there, there you go, everybody. You know, if you if you're struggling and not sure if you want to get it, if you can get a tattoo because of your faith in Christ, guess what? Christ had a tattoo. It's fine. I mean, I didn't get my own name tattooed on my body. That's true. But also, I don't think we should get King of King and Lord of Lords on tattooed on our own bodies either. <laughs> perhaps perhaps it is we got a tattoo representing us or embodying our personalities there we and it means something to us there we go <laughs> exactly i mean it, if you think about it if you had to follow if you had to follow that as like the guide for what you were allowed to get for a tattoo what would you say <laughs> God was like, I'm king of kings and lord of lords, so I'm going to get that. But, like, what would you get if you had to follow that as, like, a guide? Like, it has to be something about yourself that describes you and is also kind of your name. <laughs> Woefully unequipped. <laughs> <laughs> that, there you go. <laughs> I have no idea what mine would be. <laughs> my, my, my humor always goes immediately into self-deprecating, so, like, my my mind went through a couple of things there. I was like, okay, well, that's not that's not good. <laughs> but hopefully unequipped, I think, works. I feel like that would work for a lot of people. I think. I mean, so we're too. all we're all unequipped, right? I mean, yeah. none of us are fully equipped for everything. I think you would find out which denomination people were a part of easier. Based off of what they based got. off of what they put. <laughs> like, well, somebody would probably put like beautifully and wonderfully made another person would be like maggot in the mud (laughs) (laughs) a loathsome evil creature (laughs) like all right we we got it we know people's theology based on what they put on their body someone just puts no dancing allowed like (laughs) (laughs) or or you can do the like michael scott thing in the office have like no dancing and have it circled with an x (laughs) Uh, like what did you mean and then he that, puts, I don't know if that means what you think it means. <laughs> I don't These know how I can make this saying. any clearer. <laughs> These words that you're saying, I don't think you know what they mean. Uh, well, I'm, I, I, I love this. I love, I love talking with people about the ridiculous <laughs> things we've learned as children and as young adults to being like, wow, this was, why? I, I feel like there was so so many of them. I mean, that was probably one of the most, you know, secular things that I was told not to do. But like, 
you know, I don't feel that I really started to question things until I went to college because that was where I was finally off on my own trying to like figure out what is my faith. Like up until then it was like, my faith is my parents make me go to, co go to church every Sunday and I go to youth group and now I'm, you know, off in this new place by myself and I have to really kind of make it my own. But if I'm going to make it my own, I better know what I'm talking about. So that's kind of when I started to really start to form those key, those key core beliefs on things and start to challenge some of the things that I had been brought up to believe because, you know, I had the space to do that. Yeah. And I think that's, I think because that happens, I think for a lot of people in in college once they finally get away from their parents and their family i feel like that's why parents and and a lot of the older generation looks at college as being like it is just generating these liberals it's this liberal <laughs> propaganda it's like no, no no we just now are allowed to think for ourselves yeah i think a lot of people think that like you know college makes you liberal and like it's almost as if you know, being surrounded by different people with different life experiences makes you understand other people's points of view. <laughs> You're a little more empathetic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, in no way, shape, or form was, did my family, you know, making me go to church every Sunday and making me go to, like, Bible studies and youth group. And that that wasn't necessarily a problem. I mean, that really was what set me up to to be in a place where I could start to make those, you know, more individual decisions about my faith when I got to college level. But like, there was definitely a more conservative view there. And then once I got to college, I was able to kind of meet different people that may challenge those beliefs. And that was okay. And it was like a safe place to kind of like, reverberate in my brain these different beliefs that I'd been told yeah. um, and just kind of figure them out for myself. Well, thank you so much, Kate. That was, I love these conversations. I love, I just love these. <laughs> I, every, every time I get to record an episode, I'm always just like, yes, I get to record an episode and talk to somebody <laughs> for like at least an hour about the fun things about the world. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, having these types of conversations I'm, I don't consider myself to be someone who's like super verbally great like I took extensive notes before I came in here um because <laughs> words are hard and that's a that's a thing but you know I I feel like when we have these like deeper conversations about things and we have them in less of a I'm talking at you kind of way like a lot more ground can be covered and a lot more understanding can be had as far as like understanding the other person's point of view on something just because it's it's not it's not as confrontational it's more like you know conversational yeah again these kind of controversial christian culture topics <laughs> like this is kind of the best way to do that i think yeah well thank you so much katie i won't keep you any longer uh for everyone listening if you still uh, want to have a topic covered or a lesson that you once learned and would like to really dig into, please tweet at me at CXCPOD. If you tweet at me, I can probably respond back to you and I can add that to the list of things we can discuss and perhaps even have you on the, uh, the show if you'd like. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week.
Thanks for listening. If you have a lesson you would like discussed, feel free to tweet at CXCPod, that's C-X-C-P-O-D, 